Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Hey, Rob Bradford here. I have set out on a mission with my good friends at FanDuel to prove what I have known for some time. Baseball isn't boring. Now I have a daily podcast to prove it with some of the most notable people in the baseball world screaming baseball isn't boring from the mountaintops or at least agreeing to come on our show. Players, managers, GMs, and yes, even the commissioner of baseball, Rob Manfred. It has been a constant wave of baseball's most powerful voices. So join the revolution. Subscribe and soak in baseball isn't boring. Listen on your Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. You'll be glad you did. 98.7 and 13.30 KNSS. Wichita's number one talk. Good morning, 7 o'clock. This is the KNSS Morning News with Steve and Ted. I'm Steve McIntosh. A big jump in gas prices nationwide. We have the story. I'm Rodney Price. A man is dead after being struck by a Wichita police patrol vehicle over the weekend. That story is coming up. I'm KNSS meteorologist Dan Holiday. We have a clear sky and cool this morning. More spring-like weather is expected throughout this week. How warm will we get? Our forecast is on the way. Gasoline prices have jumped over the last several d- weeks, last several days. Oil industry analyst Trilby Lundberg says the new national average of $3.37 a gallon is 13 cents higher than two weeks ago. She tells us which area is paying the most right now and the least. Below in this survey was Cheyenne, $2.80 for regular. The high was Los Angeles at $4.74. Salt Lake City was two ninety four. Boston, three thirty two, and Miami also uh, three thirty two. Lindbergh says prices are likely to increase further as crude oil price hikes have not fully hit the market, and the U.S. is currently at the height of the refinery maintenance season. A fifty-one-year-old man is dead after being struck by a Wichita police patrol car Saturday night. The incident happened just before eight p.m. in the thirteen hundred block of West MacArthur. The officer was driving eastbound when the vehicle struck the pedestrian who died on the scene. The Kansas Highway Patrol will conduct the investigation. Rodney Price, KNSS News. And the Highway Patrol has identified the deceased as 51-year-old Jeffrey Moss of Wichita. Two men are in custody as suspects in the fatal shooting of a Wichita woman last week. That shooting occurred Thursday near Harry and George Washington Boulevard. 42-year-old Candace Amack was found deceased in her home from a fatal gunshot wound. Formal charges in the case are pending. Sedgwick County Commissioners are contemplating moving the election office. Election officials say they have outgrown their space in the historic courthouse in downtown Wichita. During Wednesday's meeting, commissioners will discuss approving $4.5 million to purchase a building near 37th and North Rock Road. Two Minnesota police officers and a paramedic are dead, and so is a suspect in a domestic violence incident Sunday. Burnsville officers Paul Elmstrand and Matthew Ruge, as well as Fire Department paramedic Adam Finseth, died after responding to the domestic violence call. 
Drew Evans with the State Bureau of Criminal Apprehension said many lives were at risk. There were seven young children in the home, uh, ranging from ages 2 to 15. Specifics of the incident are being investigated. Police Chief Tanya Schwartz said of the three responders, They are heroes. The suspect has so far not been identified. Minnesota Governor Tim Waltz has ordered flags fly at half-staff starting at sunrise Monday. Grinnell Scott. Fox News. Russians have forced Ukrainian troops to withdraw from a key city as fighting in the region continues. Fox's Lucas Tomlinson is traveling with the president in Delaware. Ukraine suffered its worst defeat on the battlefield in months as it was forced to retreat from a key city in the east that once housed 30,000 people. Many lawmakers on Capitol Hill are confident more Ukraine aid will pass. President Biden blamed the loss on Congress. Of course, this comes as Ukraine's counteroffensive failed. The idea that now they're running out of ammunition and walk away, I find it absurd. I find it unethical. I find it just contrary to everything we are as a country. A new Pew Research poll shows 74% of Americans view the war in Ukraine as important to U.S. national interests, with 43% describing it as very important. Ukrainian President Zelensky has been pleading with allies for more aid to help his people defend themselves. 7.05 now, KNSS News Time, 7.05, five minutes past 7 o'clock. And in sports, not so good news for the Shocker basketball team. The Shocker baseball team, good opening weekend. We'll tell you all about it coming up in sports. President Biden heads to the West Coast this week for some campaigning. That story and more just ahead on the KNSS Morning News with Stephen Ted. KNSS Morning News with Stephen Ted down at 7.08. Eight minutes past 7 o'clock. The latest in a series of wet winter storms is gaining strength in California. Forecasters warned of possible flooding, hail, strong winds, and even brief tornadoes as the system moves south over the next few days. National Weather Service says the central coast is at risk of significant flooding. Up to five inches of rain is predicted for many areas. A committee chairman in Congress is facing a flurry of criticism. Congressman Andy Ogles wants House Speaker Mike Johnson to look into Intelligence Committee Chairman Mike Turner after the release of a statement regarding a national security threat being made available to members of Congress caused a stir on the Hill. Ogles accuses Turner of playing politics to get aid to Ukraine passed and a warrantless foreign surveillance program renewed without any reforms. We've got to make sure that that chairmanship, whoever's in it, Democrat, a Republican, doesn't weaponize it to try to impact votes. Turner says the Intelligence Committee voted to make the information available to members of Congress and that the language in the notification was cleared prior to release. In Washington, Ryan Schmelz, Fox News. President Biden heads to the West Coast this week for some campaigning while the First Lady stays on the East Coast. President Biden will be spending much of this week in California. The White House says he'll have political engagements in Los Angeles, San Francisco, and Los Altos Hills outside of San Jose. That's going to go on from Tuesday to Thursday. The First Lady heads northeast tomorrow. She'll be speaking at a political finance event in Guilford, Connecticut. Then on Wednesday, she'll be speaking in Cambridge, Massachusetts, as part of the White House Initiative on Women's Health Research. That initiative was unveiled last fall with the First Lady at the helm. It's aimed at changing how the U.S. approaches and funds women's health research. In Washington, Jill Nato, Fox News. 
Today is President's Day. President's Day is a federal holiday that honors the first U.S. President, George Washington, whose birthday was February 22nd. The holiday is officially called Washington's Birthday. In 1885, Congress designated February 22nd as a holiday for all federal workers. And in 1971, the Uniform Monday Holiday Law changed the observance day to the third Monday in February. President Abraham Lincoln is also traditionally honored on the day, even though his birthday fell on February 12th. The position of the holiday between the two presidents' birthdays gave rise to the popular name of President's Day. Tanya J. Powers, Fox News. KNSS News Time now, 7 11, 11 minutes past 7 o'clock. Taking a quick look at the gasoline prices this morning here in the Wichita area, not really any change. Still $2.99 a gallon for the most part here in Wichita. Are some places where I'm seeing some lower prices. $2.86. Potted that near Kellogg and Mays. Traffic update. From 98.7 and 1330 KNSS, I'm Jad Chambers. And now the KSN Storm Tracker 3 forecast with Kansas Today meteorologist Ronell Williams. Good morning, Ronell. Hey, good morning, Steve. How are you doing? Doing fine. A little, little chilly out there this morning, but uh, not bad. Not bad at all. Yeah, yeah, and, 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 you know, as far as that chill this morning, you know, we can't put away those winter coats just yet, but we do have some pretty warm days ahead, and even our upcoming mornings as we go through this week, not really going to be terribly chilly out there, so we, we have some nice conditions ahead, not expecting much moisture this week, but there will be an opportunity during the, the middle part of our week ahead, uh, but because we're not expecting much moisture... That means not too many disturbances coming through, and that also means that uh, our temperatures are going to be able to warm uh, warm up pretty nicely. So getting right into things, we're expecting mostly sunny skies today. Uh, there is going to be a little bit of uh, cloud cover early on, though, uh, during our morning hours. But after that, later on this afternoon, should be full-on sunshine. Going to be a bit breezy, too. Winds out of the south at 10 to 20 miles an hour. Not going to be terribly gusty out there, though. And then that south breeze helping us uh, turn pleasant when it comes to our temperatures after the freezing start this morning. We'll get up to a, a pleasant high of 59 degrees. Skies are going to stay pretty clear tonight as we drop back down to around freezing again. And then that breeze just kind of picking back up once again as we go through our Tuesday. It's going to be a warmer day, too, with a high of 68 degrees. Getting close to that 70-degree mark, we have a better chance of hitting that 70-degree mark uh, by the middle of the week, going with a high of 70 degrees on Wednesday. Going to be pretty warm out there with partly cloudy and breezy conditions as well. Wednesday night, heading into early Thursday, we'll have around a 10% chance of seeing a few raindrops or a shower. That's going to be our only window of opportunity should we have any rainfall out there. After that, the rest of the seven-day forecast looking pretty dry. We'll also shave off some of that warmth with that next disturbance Wednesday night into Thursday. Uh, after we uh, see a high of 70 on Wednesday, Thursday high of 63, only getting up to 61 on Friday, and then we'll warm back up from there. So even our cooler days this week feeling very much like spring. Over this upcoming weekend, looking at highs in the 60s, getting close to 70 uh, again on Sunday. So go ahead and start making those weekend plans now, and hopefully they'll include spending some time outside since it's going to be so nice out there. Now, right now, we're at 33 degrees with a partly to mostly cloudy sky uh, and a southeast breeze at 12 miles an hour. All right. Thank you, Ron L. Sounds like a good forecast here for this week, third weekend of February. Stephen, 10 of the morning here on KNSS. As of 714, today is the 19th day of February 2024. It was on this date in 1945. Operation Detachment began during World War II as some 30,000 U.S. Marines began landing on Iwo Jima. 
where they commenced a successful month-long battle to seize control of the island from Japanese forces. Birthdays today. Britain's Prince Andrew turns 64 today. He is the Duke of York, third child and second son of Queen Elizabeth II and Prince Philip, Duke of Edinburgh, and a younger brother, of course, of King Charles III. Happy birthday to Prince Andrew today. He is, what did I say, 64 years old. All right, presidents say, for the third, third year in a row, a survey by the Presidential Greatness Project declared Abraham Lincoln as the greatest U.S. president. According to the survey, the primary purpose of this survey was to create a ranking of presidential greatness that covered all presidents from George Washington to Joe Biden. To do this, we asked respondents to rate each president on a scale of 0 to 100 for their overall greatness, with 0 being failure, 50 average, and 100 great. And we then, this is quoting the, uh, the pollster, we then averaged the ratings for each president and ranked them from the highest uh, average to the lowest. Don't have the lowest, not going to do that, but we do have the highest, uh, five highest. Okay. And, uh, what do we got? Number five, with a rating of 77 <coughs> out of 100, Jefferson, Thomas Jefferson. Thomas Jefferson. <coughs> Excuse me, third president of the United States. All right. Number four, uh, Theodore Roosevelt, Teddy. Comes in with a 78. That's a pretty good, that's a very good rating. Yeah, yes, it is. Number three on the list. Number two, uh, number three on the list is George Washington. Num- ooh, number three. Yep, he has a 90 huh. plus rating. Wow. Number two, FD, Franklin Delano Roosevelt, FDR. Okay. Over 90 for the rating on him. Wow. And uh, that's kind of surprising because uh, I didn't think FDR would be placing that high, but he's number two. Number one on the list, Lincoln, 93.87 on this. This rating scale of of a hundred and uh, I don't know I would I would agree with I think Lincoln Lincoln was our greatest uh, president but uh, there you go everybody can it's fun to to think about it on President's Day wow um, yeah. stock market's not open today we will have no postal delivery a lot of the government offices are closed and many of you are taking a day off from work and good for you Stephen Ted in the morning I guess looking down the hall and up around the uh, and I, I have a feeling that the Stephen Ted show may be the only Live and local <laughs> radio program on in the Wichita market today. Wow, we really? Are here. We are real people. If you're listening, we are re- living, breathing. As I'm talking, it's going on the yep. radio. <laughs> That's it. It's live, and, you, you know, you can tell because I make a lot of mistakes. <laughs> we can't edit them out. We have to just keep going. But, uh, yeah, we're live and local. Here we are. And it's time. For, we've got uh, Ted Woodward taking a, the morning off, but Jad Chambers is on the fourth desk. Sports desk this morning, so let's go ahead and take a look at sports, Jet. Well, the road woes kind of continue for the uh, Shocker men's basketball team. They lose at Charlotte yesterday, uh, 72 to 61, and uh, was their ninth straight road loss. They're not doing too well away from <laughs> Charles Coke Arena. Wichita State never led after Charlotte scored the first seven points of the game. Uh, the Shockers return home, they'll host Tulsa on Wednesday at 8 o'clock. It was quite a much better outing for the Shocker ladies. That happened back on uh, Saturday. Uh, The Shocker women defeated Tulsa 74-65 at Charles Koch Arena. Wichita State senior DJ McCarty uh, put up a career-high 26 points in that home win. The Shockers get a week of rest before traveling to North Carolina on Charlotte uh, to take on Charlotte Saturday, February 24th. That game at 3 p.m., 
It was a really good opening weekend for Shocker Baseball on the road in Arkansas facing Little Rock. And, uh, wow, put plenty of runs on the board over th- over the course of three games in three days. Uh, here's part of a game that you heard right here on KNSS on Saturday. Denning Gehrig with the call. So Wichita State has their leadoff man on for the second time in three innings, and the batter is Sestro. Good bunner. We'll see if that's what the Shockers elect to do here. Wells ready, and the 1-0. A drive in the air to right center field. This ball is destroyed. This ball is way back, and it is gone. Seth Stroh clears the scoreboard in right center field, and Wichita State has a 7-0 lead. Seth Stroh took a couple of seconds to admire that one on an absolute bomb. Love Denning's call on that one. Good bunter. Let's see what they do here. Bam. <laughs> well, it wasn't a bunt. <laughs> Okay, breakdown of how this uh, uh, went. Friday, the Shockers win 18 to five. They clinched a series win 14 to nothing. A shutout of the Trojans on Saturday didn't quite go so well on Sunday. Uh, they just got edged out five to four. Little Rock does avoid that sweep, but yeah, good weekend for the Shockers. Lots of runs on the board. Shockers back in action next Friday at the Jacks College Baseball Classic in Florida. First game of the tournament against Virginia, scheduled for 1 o'clock on Friday. They will also face Auburn and Iowa next weekend in that tournament. Shocker Coaches shows tonight, and that'll be over on KFH, starting with baseball and uh, Shocker head coach Brian Green at 5 o'clock, followed by women's basketball coach Terry Nooner at 6, men's basketball with the Paul Mills show at 7. The K-State men are in action tonight. Coverage will begin at 8 o'clock on KFH. The Wildcats on the road in Austin facing the Texas Longhorns. The Wichita Thunder returned home on Sunday afternoon, picking up a 5-2 victory over Tulsa at Interest Bank Arena. A good night for goaltender Trevor Gorsuch. Very busy, 45 saves, five Thunder players with multiple points, including Jason Pinillo, who wound up with the Gordie Howe hat trick. That's a goal, an assist, and getting into a fight. Mm. <laughs> Wichita, That's the third leg, right? Yeah. Wichita begins a four-game road swing starting on Wednesday night in Iowa. And we've got uh, the NBA's biggest names took to the court in Indianapolis for the 2024 All-Star Game. For the first time since 2017, the NBA breaking up the teams into Eastern Conference against Western Conference. And it was the East coming out with the 211-186 to 186 win. Playing in front of his hometown fans, Indiana Pacers point guard Tyrese Halliburton didn't disappoint, going off for 32 points. Meanwhile, Carl Anthony Towns from Minnesota was the game's leading scorer with 50. Neither of them was the MVP. Oh, my God. On TNT, Damian Lillard from the Milwaukee Bucks, who scored 39 on a... Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. 
Hey, Rob Bradford here. I have set out on a mission with my good friends at FanDuel to prove what I have known for some time. Baseball isn't boring. Now I have a daily podcast to prove it with some of the most notable people in the baseball world screaming baseball isn't boring from the mountaintops or at least agreeing to come on our show. Players, managers, GMs, and yes, even the commissioner of baseball, Rob Manfred. It has been a constant wave of baseball's most powerful voices. So join the revolution. Subscribe and soak in baseball isn't boring. Listen on your Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. You'll be glad you did. 11 three-pointers takes the honor just one day after also winning his second straight three-point contest. Greg Thompson, Fox News. And that's sports on Stephen Ted in the morning. 722 now. Keep it here for a house call for health. Severe side effects from coronavirus. That's on the way. Stephen Ted in the morning here on KNSS. Good morning, Steve McIntosh. 7.30 here on this Monday morning, President's Day, and 33 degrees. A high-ranking Senate Republican says in light of the death of Russian dissident Alexei Navalny, the U.S. should look at Russia through a new designation. Senate Republican Lindsey Graham of South Carolina said on CBS Face the Nation he believes there could be legislation put forward this week to declare Russia a state sponsor of terrorism. Senator Graham says the designation would be a game changer. Let's make them pay a price for killing Navalny. It would allow the Navalny family to go to U.S. court and sue Putin's Russia for killing of their loved one. While many world leaders say they believe Russian President Vladimir Putin somehow was involved in Navalny's death, the Russian government says it is still investigating. Grinnell Scott, Fox News. People in Kansas City gathered Saturday to demand a future free from gun violence. A day after, authorities announced two juveniles had been detained on gun-related and resisting arrest charges in the shooting after the Chiefs' Super Bowl celebration. One woman was killed. Twenty-two people were injured in that shooting. About half of the injured people were under the age of 16. A vigil was held Sunday night in the Minneapolis suburb of Burnsville, where two police officers and a paramedic were shot and killed. They had been responding to a report of a man barricaded in a home with several weapons as well as family members. The city held a vigil for those lost, and city manager Eric Lindbergh spoke to the crowd. I have the distinct privilege of working alongside the men and women of our police department and our fire department who choose to come to work every day and risk their lives to the benefit of all of us and our safety. And today has been a tragic day in our community as we've lost two of our police officers and one of our firefighter paramedics. A suspect also died in the incident. Police are releasing more information about the deaths of two people who were found inside a dorm room at the University of Colorado, Colorado Springs. Fox's Christina Coleman reports. Colorado Springs Police released new information on this double homicide investigation. They have now identified the two victims as 26-year-old Celie Rain Montgomery of Pueblo, Colorado. They say she was not a student at the university. However, the other victim is. Police identified the second victim as 24-year-old Samuel Knopp of Parker, Colorado. They say he was a student at the University of Colorado in Colorado Springs. The coroner has not determined the manner or cause of death yet in this case, though Colorado Springs police say officers found both Montgomery and Knopp with at least one gunshot wound each around 6 o'clock Friday morning in a dorm room on campus after they received a call of shots fired coming from that building. Former Chief Patrol Agent of the Border Patrol Chris Clem tells KNSS News. And we are overwhelmed 
because of poor policies by this administration and people are just turning themselves in. It is hamstringing the Border Patrol from doing their job. And that right there, you know, is why we say without border security, every town's a border town, every state's a border state. And you're seeing that play out in real time over the last year or so with this administration. Clem was a guest on the John Whitmer Show Sunday night on KNSS. Coca-Cola is spicing up its products debuting its first permanent flavor in years. According to the beverage brand, Coca-Cola Spiced transforms the familiar into the extraordinary, blending the iconic taste of the soda with a burst of refreshing notes from raspberry and spiced flavors. Hitting the shelves across the nation and in Canada, it's available with and without sugar in cans and bottles. Spiced joins only a few other permanent Coca-Cola flavors, Diet Coke, Coke Zero Sugar, previously Coke Zero, Cherry Vanilla, and Cherry Vanilla. Reps for the company say Coca-Cola Spiced is its boldest tasting brand innovation yet, adding it provides an uplifting taste experience unlike any other. Kristen Goodwin, Fox News. And now the forecast with KNSS staff meteorologist Dan Holliday. Good morning, Dan. Good morning. We have a clear sky, quiet start to our morning. Sunshine and breezy today. Temperatures reaching the low 50s as we head out to lunch or high this afternoon, 57. Clear and quiet again tonight, Tarlow 34. And a warm-up throughout the middle part of the week with Tuesday's high, 68. I'm KNSS meteorologist Dan Holliday. Now mostly cloudy, 33 degrees. We have a southeast wind at 12 miles per hour at Wichita Severe Weather Station, 98.7 and 1330 KNSS. 7.34 now, Stephen's head in the morning on KNSS, and it's time for Mondays with the Mayor. Wichita Mayor Lily Wu is with us this morning. Good morning, Lily. Nice to have you with us. Good morning, Steve. Happy President's Day. It's happy President's Day. Do you have, do you have a favorite president or one that you admire the most? Um, well, I would say the very first president would be great, right? Founding father, one of our um, leaders. So let's say George Washington. Oh, you can't miss with that. That's a, that's a good answer. Hey, so we've got a city council meeting tomorrow, I understand. And one of the items is going to be looking at the lawn care rebate. Can you tell us what that's all about? Sure. So this is just an opportunity for folks that are trying to find a way to also be sustainable and want to help the environment. If you've ever thought about an uh, electric or battery-powered lawnmower, this is your time to go ahead and buy it uh, because this is a lawn care rebate that we have. And this year, it's up to $100 in rebates um, for a customer, or which in previous years, it was $50. Okay. Is this a... Does it come off your bill, or uh, how do you get to reimburse for the money? You actually have to apply for it. So okay. we will have all that information online once uh, hopefully this passes tomorrow. Um, again, this is just another one opportunity for folks. We've done that with um, those the toilets as well. And so this is just another opportunity if people are thinking about buying something new. Well, you can try something that is a little different, electric or battery-powered um, mm-hmm. Okay. What about, uh, I see they're, they're going to look at making some improvements to at least one tennis court and uh, maybe an outdoor baseball or softball field or something. This is that time of the year because, uh, you know, spring's coming up and people are going to get outdoors and probably use these facilities a little more. you got to make sure they're in good shape. Yeah. Um, you know, everything that we have in our park system, we've invested in. 
And we, if we want to keep it going, we have to keep on investing every single year in terms of maintenance, uh, just like everything, wear and tear. But then also just a reminder, whenever we have assets in the community, it's important to not just use them, but also take care of them. So if you see something suspicious in a park, um, you know, we've had vandalisms in the past. And so we just want to make sure that community keeps an eye out on those uh, properties as well for us, because we, we ha- don't have eyes everywhere, um, but we need community to help us too. As long as you've just been mayor for a short time, and have you, has there been any discussion about trees uh, since you've been down there? I mean, I, I know that we, we're, we're supposedly on the downside. We don't we don't have enough trees in Wichita. We need to plant some. Yeah, uh, we've had um, not during the last six weeks that I've been in office. Uh, so today is actually my six-week anniversary. <laughs> and really what we've been talking about most, though, is homelessness. And that is a top priority on our agenda. And um, this is something that we will focus on as a council. And just this week, we will have something that I hope your entire um, listening community will come out to, and that is a town hall on homelessness. And it's on Wednesday, February 21st at the Advanced Learning Library, and it's going to be held at 5.30 p.m. So, again, I hope that community comes out, tells us their ideas, tells us um, your feedback and thoughts on how to help us solve some of um, the issues regarding homelessness. Okay, it's Wednesday at 5.30, and where did you say that's going to be held? Yeah, sorry. Uh, Wednesday, February 21st, 5.30 to 7 p.m. at the Advanced Learning Library downtown. Oh, okay, I got you. The library, the new library, I got you. They call it the Advanced Learning Library. Okay. Yeah, that's, uh, (laughs) it's, uh, and you're still looking at, uh, trying to put the what you call the uh, what do you call it, the, the the center where we dispense everything a one stop yes. place for the homeless. Uh, it's called the multi agency mul- center. So yes, we're still considering that. And again, this is a time for community to give us feedback about an idea that we have and a vision that we have for bringing services together a twenty four seven agency that helps uh, wrap around services around folks that are experiencing homelessness. All right, well, just for if I may center on something kind of personal, you, you, your family actually immigrated to the United States, and what, does anybody said what inspired you to come here? Was it just a, the idea of America? Was there a president that inspired your family, or how did that go? You know, um, my late grandfather lived here in Wichita, and so he was the one who sponsored us to legally come to the United States, and I'm really grateful to my late grandpa. Um, But I think it was the idea of America in general for my parents. It's the American dream, and they wanted a better opportunity for my brother and I. And we now live in the United States. I was the first in my family to graduate from high school and college. So the American dream is alive, and I'm really grateful to live in the United States. All right. So we've got the the meeting on Wednesday. You've got city council meeting tomorrow. Anything we've, we've left out, anything you wanted to talk about this morning? Before we let you go? No, uh, there's just a lot going on in in the community. And so I really encourage people to get involved. Um, Again, Wednesday's town hall is a great opportunity for people who've talked about the subject but um, have wanted to know where we're at in terms of uh, the city uh, leading that or other organizations. And we want to bring people together and 
again, I think that the best ideas come when more people are at the table, and then we get to formulate the best idea moving forward. All right. Well, thanks for being with us. Enjoy President's Day. We'll talk with you again next week. Thank you very much, Steve. Wichita Mayor Lily Wu with Mondays with the Mayor with Steve and Ted. Coming up on 741, Stephen Ted in the morning here on KNSS. The Wichita Business Journal update is on the way this morning. A big luxury apartment building is planned southeast of Old Town. Going to tell you about that coming up. Stephen Ted in the morning here on KNSS. Stephen Ted in the morning, KNSS, 746 here on this Monday morning, President's Day. Three big things. Three. 51-year-old man dead after police car runs over a pedestrian in South Wichita. Two. Two police officers and a paramedic shot dead during a domestic violence call in Minnesota. The shooter also dead. One. Gasoline prices surge nationwide, up 13 cents a gallon the past two weeks. Three big things. Stephen Ted on KNSS. As the traffic volumes pick up a little bit now, we're starting to see some slowdown. Uh, Southbound I-135 if you're exiting over to K-96 uh, in the road construction up there. Earlier this morning, I got a call from one of the traffic trackers. Traffic tracker Mike said that he was going through that area. He said that new ramp they've just kind of opened up there uh, if you're exiting on to K-96 where things were... really difficult before he says that that's really starting to open up and uh, uh, things are getting through a lot better there so uh, some kudos for KDOT from one of our traffic trackers who was uh, driving that direction this morning traffic update from 98.7 and 1330 KNSS I'm Jed Chambers sunny today with a high of 58 degrees Sunday's high was 54 clear tonight the overnight low 34 and then Tomorrow, Tuesday, sunny and warmer. Tomorrow's high up to 67 degrees. Now we have a mostly cloudy sky, 33 degrees. We have a southeast wind at 12 miles per hour. Hatman Jacks, the nation's third largest hat store, can help you find just the right hat for any lifestyle. With the change in season coming soon, make sure you're ready for any kind of weather. Hatman Jacks is open Tuesday through Saturday, just north of Riverfront Stadium at the Clock Tower in Delano. Seven forty-eight now. Stephen Ted, the morning here on KNSS. The uh, U.S. military is under the gun to offset China's lead in weapons capabilities. Fox on check. The U.S. can't compete with the size of China's military, so technology has to fill the gap. During a House Armed Services Committee hearing, defense officials were pressed on if the rate of tech innovation and production is enough to outpace the People's Liberation Army. Chairman Mike Rogers of Alabama. Our own military leaders have described the PLA's progress in space and in nuclear modernization as breathtaking. To combat these advancements, the Department of Defense has recently unveiled a bold plan titled Replicator. Its first goal is to accelerate the delivery and cost-effectiveness of tens of thousands of drones through artificial intelligence and private sector partners. Whether Replicator will actually streamline fighting capabilities remains unclear. The Defense Department's William LaPlante testified that there's also the issue of internal policies getting in the way of rapid innovation. There is something about the risk equation that is different in the government than what we would accept for entrepreneurs. With Fox on Tech, Alexandria Hoff, Fox News. Friday capped 
a losing week on Wall Street. Stocks accelerating losses in the final hour of trading with the major averages ending in the red following another hotter than expected update on inflation. A reminder that the Fed's efforts to tackle rising prices isn't over. The producer price index coming in stronger than expected, rising by three-tenths of a percent in January, the biggest move since August. Shares of Nike dropped 2% after the athletic shoe, apparel and accessories giant said it's planning to slash nearly 1,700 jobs. The Dow winners, Home Depot, Walmart and Merck, the Dow decliners, Amgen, Salesforce and Nike. The Dow falling 145 points, the Nasdaq down 131, S&P 500 down 24. Hillary Barsky, Fox News. Markets are closed today for President's Day. Wholesale prices in the United States accelerated in January, the latest sign that some inflation pressures in the economy remain elevated. The producer price index, which tracks inflation before it reaches consumers, rose three-tenths percent from December to January after having fallen one-tenth percent from November to December. Measured year over year, the producer prices rose by a mild 0.9% in January. Not much at all. And local business news this morning from the Wichita Business Journal. Since 2020, developer Paul Jackson has been acquiring property at the northwest corner of Washington and Waterman in downtown Wichita. Now he's set the stage for a major project in the southeastern portion of the city's core. Jackson, president of locally-based Vantage Point Properties, is advancing plans to construct a 370-unit luxury apartment building at the site a few blocks east of Interest Bank Arena and south of Old Town, a move propelled by what he sees as downtown momentum and its need for housing. Tuesday, tomorrow, the Wichita City Council will consider Vantage Point's request for a letter of intent to issue up to $95 million in industrial revenue bonds to help finance the project's construction costs. The development will qualify for a sales tax exemption on bond finance purchases, and the IRBs will provide a 10-year property tax abatement, according to a council agenda report. The project, which Jackson says will be in the $90 million range, will span five stories and include studio, one-bedroom, and two-bedroom units. A longtime family-owned Wichita real estate and auction business recently uh, brought another firm to its into its fold as its second generation helps chart a path for the company's future. In December, Gene Francis & Associates acquired Cheney-based Farm & Home Realty LLC, adding a team that includes Roger Zerner and John Hillman, industry veterans with decades of experience. It's a noteworthy move for Gene Francis & Associates, owned by Gene and Connie Francis, which is celebrating, by the way, its 40th anniversary this year. And that's local business news from the Wichita Business Journal this morning with Steve and Ted in the morning. This is National Arabian Horse Day. Of course, we have a day for everything. How about Arabian horses? Yeah, why not? Yeah. They fill their owners with a passion equal to what they hold for their loved, their loved family members. <laughs> okay. Got to love a horse. The uh, Arabian horses recognize one of the most popular breeds in the world. I don't know why Arabian horses are any different from the horses we see out west, but apparently they are. There's something special about Arabian horses. There you go. Today is President's Day. Uh, Ted Wilber taking a taking a morning off, and uh, bless his heart. I yeah. hope he's enjoying and relaxing. I'm sure job. he is. Many of you out there right now listening to you, listening to us, you're going to work or you're at work, 
Many of you are not taking a day off. Way to go. President's Day, give us an excuse between, you know, the, uh, the first uh, the New Year's Day and then the next holiday coming up is the next time we have a day off for a holiday is probably, what, Memorial Day. Because you don't get a day off. We don't take days off for Easter or Good Friday or anything like that. So it's going to be a long stretch here. Yeah. And we need to have a, we all need to have a little rest. Right? We do. We do. We really do. Uh, big guy, a big event for us over the weekend for Shelly and me. We got our cuckoo clocks fixed. We have a cuckoo. cuckoo. We have a cuckoo clock. <laughs> Several years ago, we went to Germany to visit my son, who was stationed there with his family in the service. And while we were in Germany, we bought a cuckoo clock, a real German cuckoo clock. And it's been a fixture on our wall now for the past seven or eight years. And every now and then, though, uh, you got to take it in and get it serviced. And there's a cuckoo, there's a clock shop right over there at Central and, or at 13th and Perry, if you know the Riverside area. And if you've never been in there, you, you got to go in. Wall-to-wall clocks, all ticking, ticking and chiming at the same time. And there are about three people in there that work on these clocks and, and uh, service them and, and put them back on, on, on the road again. So we got that done. That was kind of, kind of interesting. So we, the cuckoo clock has been part of our, become a part of our family, I guess. <laughs> cuckoo, cuckoo. Yeah. yeah. Okay. All right. It's coming up. We've got uh, Stay With Us here in the 8 o'clock hour this morning. Steve and Ted. We have the latest on a big jump in gasoline prices over the last two weeks. Jan has a look at sports this morning. He's on the sports desk for Ted. That's right. Shocker men's basketball, not so good news, but a good start for the Shocker baseball team. We'll tell you all about it. All right. Plus, entertainment news. The Blur is coming up, too. That's right. We'll tell you how things went at the box office over the weekend. Plus, some more award show results all coming up. And we have traffic and weather, as always, in the 8 o'clock hour. Stay with Steve and Ted on 98.7 and 1330 K. Hey, Rob Bradford here. I have set out on a mission with my good friends at FanDuel to prove what I have known for some time. Baseball isn't boring. Now I have a daily podcast to prove it with some of the most notable people in the baseball world screaming baseball isn't boring from the mountaintops or at least agreeing to come on our show. Players, managers, GMs, and yes, even the commissioner of baseball, Rob Manfred. It has been a constant wave of baseball's most powerful voices. So join the revolution. Subscribe and soak in baseball isn't boring. Listen on your Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcast. You'll be glad you did.